Welcome back to the Freels Daily Show. I'm your host, Freels Daily, and we have co-host Sean F. Smith. And today we are going to talk about the Super Wild Card Weekend, potential coaches and general managers, and quarterback possibilities. Let's get started with the Super Wild Card Weekend. Cincinnati Bengals versus Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders were the underdog, and again, didn't produce on offense. The defense played a little bit better, holding Mixon to 48 yards and 244 yards and two touchdowns for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, during the season, averaged about 288 yards per game this year. And Derek Carr, in this game, had 310 yards and only one touchdown, as Jacobs had 83 yards and zero touchdowns. And... Unfortunately, the Raiders came up short. They weren't able to produce on offense. As far as the next game, Buffalo versus New England, we both thought that it was going to be a stand-up game. But the game turned out to be a blowout in the favor of the Bills. It's almost like New England just wasn't really ready to play in that game. And... We both knew the outcome of the Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So there's not really much to say about that. There's still a lot of rookies slash like inexperienced players when it comes to playoffs. So and the 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys game, in my opinion, arguably the best game of the weekend, possibly a poor play call in the end potentially causing Cowboys to lose the game. And it's rumor that Mike McCarthy may lose his job because of that. I expected more from Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they were the underdog. Nobody expected a blowout with the Arizona Cardinals versus the Rams game, similar to the Buffalo versus New England game, which we thought were going to be a closer game. What is your take on that Sean, yeah, absolutely. The wild card, not so wild weekend. Um, the two competitive games really were only the Niners and Cowboys and the Raiders and Bengals. Uh, I was really surprised that the Raiders stayed in the game as long as they did, and I was happy to um, see them compete like they did all year long. Um, the Niners, it was not a big surprise to me um, for them to go into. Dallas and pull that game away. Um, Dallas just doesn't seem to be ready for uh, playoff football, although they've been stacking it up for the last few years and they have the head coach in place to do it. They haven't really been able to take it off yet. So I can see the Niners going a long ways uh, during this playoff. As far as the other blowout games, I mean, there's not really much to say. It was very obvious um, who the division winners were and who the card teams were um, other than the Niners and uh, it really showed in that Cardinals game with the Rams just fired off every shot they could and, and the Cardinals couldn't do anything about it um, the Steelers never had a shot Eagles never had a shot Patriots never ever had a shot so it's um I think this upcoming weekend might be some surprises or some upsets as well and I'm, I'm thinking the Niners might do it again Let's go to the Arizona versus Rams game. There was a play during the Rams game that they, they, they decided to do. It's almost similar to a flea flicker where they, they passed it in the backfield and then passed it 
downfield, kind of like a flea flicker situation. Sean McVay actually said that he got that from another team and it worked for them as a touchdown and it worked for the Rams in this situation as a 40 yard gain. What do you think about that? Like, he he kind of bit off of another team to do that. Smart yeah. or not smart? Um, coaches are going to do that, and they're going to reach up their sleeve and, and pull out some tricks on occasion. Um, it's a copycat league. You know, there was the Wildcat for a long time back in the day, and there were some other, you know, um, special teams tricks or, you know, the um, – different offensive schemes and such and whatever works you know other teams are going to try it and especially when it comes to the playoffs you need to take some risks you're going to have to have a big player or two to win a game the rams didn't necessarily need that um but the cardinals um yeah they were not ready for football and i think that that this time maybe the cardinals need to take a look at the front office the head coach the quarterback what are they going to do so so next, I really do think that we should go into the discussion of uh, coaches and front offices and potential quarterbacks for changes for next year. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, we want to take a moment to please subscribe to the Frills Daily Show on YouTube and make sure that you listen and share the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google, Google Podcast, also sponsored by The Brew Crew. Check out the Brew Crew on Facebook and TikTok, and make sure that you give them a like and a share. We appreciate it. So, so much. we're going through the coaching staff. We're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Will Cliff Kingsbury be fired? As of right now, through 50 games, he is 24 and 25 and one. Wow, so that's about 500 ball right there. Um, what was he hired to do? He was he was hired to come in and elevate Kyler Murray to make him a, a better uh, quarterback in this league. He was well, well, well. Let me let me interrupt you there. Yeah. First of all, he was fired as head coach from his alma mater, and right. then he went to offensive coordinator and was let go from that position, and somehow landed the position of head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. We can't we can't shoot anybody down for for their success. We don't want to do that. Although we do need to question how he got here and why. Will he lose his job? I'm not sure. But his track record isn't very clean and his winning percentage is obviously not very clean. Yes, almost 500, but I mean, technically, you throw out the tie, he's less than 500. Where does he go from here? I don't know how he got his job as head coach. I don't want to downgrade him. I don't know what happened in that scenario, but I don't think that he is qualified to continue in that position. I do believe the Arizona Cardinals will let him go in the offseason and move on to something better. Maybe, maybe they season. I know that he was brought in specifically to elevate Kyler Murray's game, brought in to make him a better 
to make the Cardinals an offensive force. He has failed at both of those things. Um, and he has not won a big game yet in the NFL. I know it's still early on, um, but I, I just don't see them going anywhere. And if you look back at his college career, he was a fast starter. Just like this year, they started off 7-0. and And they, what, like won two games for the last several weeks, seven weeks or something. He and, did the and, same thing in college. He would start off with 6-0, and 7-0, win like you know two out of the last six games or something so and and that's what his career consists of failing to close the games out which is why i think that he is not qualified for the position he needs to step back he needs to get more experience he needs to get more knowledge and he needs to be more aggressive with everything has kyler murray grown yes absolutely and did he make mistakes in the his first playoff game, obviously, uh, we we can't even argue that. I don't think that they're going to move on from Kyler Murray as a quarterback just because he's an exceptional quarterback with potential for growth. Correct. They are. He is definitely their quarterback. He just needs better guidance. Absolutely. In the long run, absolutely, and to keep building around him, um, uh, uh, team around him. But it kind of does start with the front office there, and and the Arizona Cardinals have had some draft issues, and that goes back to the GM. So you know, uh, Steve Kime. I mean, he really thinks like he's a great GM, but they have not done well in the draft. Um, he has engaged talent well, and so you put that together with uh, kind of a a green coach. That can't finish it, and then you put um, Kyler with that. He's not getting set up for success. Leads um, to another team at the Raiders. I really want to talk about the Raiders, so I'm disappointed in them because they're they've finally had a, a competitive season, even though they went through all that adversity this year. Um, but they went ahead and decided to fire the GM. Mayock, Mike Mayock. I don't know really what was happening behind the scenes. None of us do really, but I just think it's it's not very smart to get rid of a GM. That's what in his third year. Um, I know he kind of came in with with Gruden, and they were going to build this team. Obviously, Gruden's not there. But whenever you make a change at GM and you bring a guy in, the GM always wants to bring in his coach. So Rich Asasia, he should. He earned his right to become the head coach of the Raiders by what he did this year, even being a candidate of coach of the year, what he did with this team with all that adversity that we've talked about the last few weeks. So there's probably going to be a change there because a lot of times um, the interim does not become head coach. Then in turn, he ends up getting released because they're not going to like demote him back to another position. They should. They should offer, but he really deserves to be the head coach. So I really think it's a bad move to get rid of Mayock because, you know, the head coach is going to follow. And then what happens with the quarterback? You know, um, Derek Carr is going into this next season. Um, he could very well get traded get during the draft um, or get uh, become a free agent, right? I mean, so, so we have a, a couple, couple subjects to talk about with that. Derek Carr still under contract. We have Marcus Mariota, who is actually a restricted free agent with this year. Okay. Uh, we 
obviously, yes, Mike Mayock is gone. Uh, the the current options or at least potentials right now are Ed Dobbs from Indianapolis, uh, Ran Carthen, Dave Ziegler from New England, and even talks about Jeff Ireland from Miami Dolphins. Now, yes, the general manager is going to want his own squad in there. I will also mention the fact that the most talked about head coach is Jim Harbaugh. Right. Jim Harbaugh was presented a nine to $12 million a year estimated contract for Michigan. He hasn't accepted anything yet. And my belief behind that is the fact that he is waiting on what the Raiders are going to do in the long run. Now, I will also mention this. There has been talks about Sean Payton wanting to leave New Orleans. And a few teams that he has looked at or that have looked at him are the Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, the Bears, the Giants, and the Seahawks. Now, you can go a couple different ways with that. So depending on where your general manager wants to go is where the head coach is going to be. So even though Jim Harbaugh is the most likely candidate, that will depend on the general manager. And then you come back to your quarterback. There's also talks about Derek Carr being traded to the Bears for the Bears quarterback. And I don't even know where to begin with that. That literally blows my mind because I don't see what potential that you even have with that unless there was some sort of plan in place in a bigger picture with the GM and the coach. Right. I see Carr staying. Now, Carr has talked about having a higher extension. Currently, he's making $19.9 million a year. He wanted a bigger extension, but I feel like he wants to make a career with the Raiders. So give him that extension, but keep him at nine point nineteen point nine million a year. He's talked about, or at least rumor has talked about, upwards of thirty six million a year. And obviously, the Raiders aren't going to do that. Not they will move on part. before they do something like that. Yeah, they would franchise him for a few years before they would do that. Yeah. Right. So, do you extend his contract, or do you let it go? Right. So, so as of right now, I would say don't extend his contract if he's not willing to stay at that nineteen point nine million. Has he proven? Yes, yes. I, I I would say that he's proven worth being a franchise quarterback. However, you also got to think about the fact that is it worth the money? What else can we get? We need to build situations like the offensive line we need to still continue to build the defense we need to make sure that people like josh jacobs are going to be healthy can we bring jackson back 
is it a possibility that they bring Devontae Adams over from Green Bay, which has been rumor since early on in the season? Right. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in the Raiders. And what I will say about um, all those subjects is I think that Harbaugh would be the best candidate. One, he wants to get back in the NFL. He's got to have NFL experience. He took the Niners to the playoffs every year he was there. Which means he also um, is familiar with the Bay Area and knows the Bay Area and, and will be supported there. Although the Raiders are not in the Bay Area, but um, he, he was uh, – uh, he could also become the GM and the head coach at the same time. Um, he's been rumored to be building a team of coaches right now. Uh, who knows if he'll go to the Raiders. Um, there was talk about him potentially to the Giants or some other teams. Um, uh, I could see him going to New York and handling that market because the obvious the coach that was there the last few years did not. Um See, I, I, I would disagree with the Giants just because he he's about winning. He's right. about making his resume better. Right. He has better odds in Michigan than going to a failing Giants right. organization, whereas with the Raiders, they have potential. They, they, they do, and if he has the current squad to work with and he can – take this team as it is but if they're going to make a gm change and then which means um you know if he comes in as coach also they're going to change um at that point he's going to want his own guy is he going to want to go ahead and go with Mariota and put Carr out there on the market for trade bait during the draft so he can get a couple of first round picks because you know cars worth that and then start going in a different direction with the team. I mean, there's just so many potentials with the Raiders in this offseason. So, and it's so, scary because I hope they don't lose what they built this year. Right. So understand that if they lose Carr, they're potentially saving $19 million a year. However, Marcus Mariota is a restricted free agent this year. So he, does he want to take that over? Is he the quarterback to, to go for the Raiders right now? Maybe. I mean, he's experienced with the offense. He's been there a couple of years now, so he's familiar with what they're trying to do. And I think that he's been a – I think that he can do more with that offense than what they've been having him do with the, the pitches and the runs and the options and stuff. That he was a starting quarterback for the Titans. He was a first-round draft pick. I think that he's got enough football knowledge and experience and skills that he could be a good starting quarterback in the league. And, and there's no argument. When he came in, when Derek Carr got hurt, he came in and dominated. And, and everybody was like, you know what? We need to go with Marcus Mariota. We need to play him a lot more. And it was unfortunate throughout this season that every time they brought him in, it was like, gee, I wonder what they're going to do. And I, there was only one play that they actually brought him in where it was designed as a pass play, but he had nothing available, so he had to run, and then ended up getting no gain. And right. and it's it's, it, I feel like, even though most teams don't do that, when you run a two quarterback system, they could have utilized him a lot more. Yes. And it would have it would have thrown teams off because they don't know how to game plan for that and not just use him as a runner, 
but right. also a passer because when he came in, when Derek Carr got hurt, he balled out. Let's just be honest. He balled out and he was able to make plays happen, yeah. which he's able to do. Can I say that he's a consistent starter? Maybe not, but he can still win games. That leads me to another quarterback and head coach tandem that I want to go to is the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I was pumping them up last week. The Cowboys got it. They have all the talent. They have everything. Jerry's uh, confident. Uh, they got McCarthy, head coach. He's going to set them up to win. He's won a lot of playoff games. He's got a Super Bowl with the Packers. Uh, this is the Cowboys team that's going to do it. Um, and then they fall on their face. And uh, right. like, who is Jerry – is Jerry going to be stupid and make another move so quickly after giving, you know, his last head coach Garrett, like the longest line he's ever given anyone, like 10 years of uh, 500 football. I don't know why that guy didn't get fired five years prior to that. So you got McCarthy in there, brought him in to win Super Bowls. He's gotten to the playoffs now, but the way that they played in this game and let the Niners just come in and just take it right from um, it makes you think that maybe Jerry would make a move with McCarthy, which I think would be another mistake um, in changing coaches um, at this juncture with this team. They're still very young. They could still keep building. I think they should keep McCarthy in there. But, but is Dak the guy? Well, let's start with the game first. Yeah. Let, was, was that the best play of that game? Because – just a second ago, you were talking about how, you know, as far as like competing in that game, the Niners had that game all game long and then right. the Cowboys started coming back. Right. And then they made that play decision to where Dak does a quarterback ball. run. Yep. And, you know, you, well, you can go a couple ways with it. Okay. No can, can he run out of bounds or can he slide down? a few yards shy of that and the play changes because if he, if he, if you think about it, if, if he slid three yards shy of where he slid, where he went down, that gives you six extra, extra seconds. And now the game's changed. Yeah. It makes it a longer field goal, but was that the right play call? And that's what everybody's questioning. Was that the right play? Yes, it was. Because you know what? Did they stop him? No, they didn't stop him. And were they having any luck with with the passing game or or the quick outs? No, they weren't. But yet he gained what was it? Twenty three yards? What? Well, I'm not a, exactly. It was, a, it was a terrible call altogether because the field goal um, just to let you know it wasn't going to do them any good right there anyway. So trouble was nothing. And you're never going to run the ball down the middle of the field with like, what, 15 seconds left or whatever and be able to down it and then spike it and then get another playoff. Um, the Niners were playing that, that, that whole play to the sideline. They were not going to let them pass the ball on the sidelines and get out of bounds. So they did have to do something in the middle of the field. But with that much time and you're down – by a touchdown wins the game if you get the extra point. Why are they not going for the end zone there? At least two plays. Why are they going in the middle of the field? The middle of the field does nothing for you unless you can stop the clock. 
Um, so they, they could have at least tried some hook patterns or some posts to either get a quick play and get out of bounds and then go for the end zone or take two shots at the end zone. But running in the middle of the field is going to do absolutely nothing for you. So that brings me to two questions. One, will they fire Mike McCarthy? And two, what are the Cowboys missing? I don't think that they're going to fire Mike McCarthy. I think that they're going to give him the opportunity. Maybe he made a poor decision in that play, but considering the the Cowboys' history, I think he's he's on not at all at risk he's for a, his he's job. On, he's on the hot seat because Jerry's going to be a little hot, but he's going to cool off. Um, he's going to give him another chance or two the next couple of years and see what happens. Um, McCarthy has had a hard time with uh, clock management. Uh, he had that problem with Green Bay too, where ends of games or ends of halves, and they're you know not making good decisions and then not managing the clock well. So. Jerry's going to give him some more chances, but he hired him to win the Super Bowl. So I'm guessing in the next couple of years, if they're not in the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl, Jerry will move on. But no, I think McCarthy's safe now. And what else do they need? Well, well first of all, I, I, I'm going to yeah. jump on Mike McCarthy. Right. Yes, I 100% agree with you. I, I think he's safe for now. I don't yeah. think that he's the coach for them. I don't think he, he's the coach that's going to take them to the Super Bowl. He does make poor decisions, and it, it, it's it's a wrap for them, uh, which then brings to what you were going to say. W- w- what are they missing? I, I think, much like the 49ers, they're one quarterback away. I don't think that Dak Prescott is the quarterback for them. I think. But I'm also not a fan of running quarterbacks. I think that he makes poor decisions. I think that he can't depend on running the football to win games. He, I, I'm a defense wins championships kind of guy, and I just don't think that he has a place in this league. I they they I, I feel like running quarterbacks have success for a short time, and he had that success during his short time, but his time is over. Yeah. Yeah. I do think they need to uh, build up the defensive line. Um, they do have a good offensive line. I think that they need to build up the secondary a little bit. Um, but I agree with you with Dak. I don't think Dak's the quarterback for them. I mean, during the regular season, he plays well. He puts up the statistics. He's a good team player. Um, I think he, under pressure, he does uh, make some good decisions. But, yeah, they. I mean, if you're looking at all the other playoff teams that are uh, bumping right now, all of them have pretty much top-tier quarterbacks, don't they? So, I mean, I just don't think that Dak is a top-tier tier two or tier three trying to get there but um yeah i don't i don't think he's going to take him to the next level either way right so since we've talked about all the teams of course i gotta bring back the new england patriots is it the end of an era for belichick or is there a possibility even if green bay wins a super bowl aaron Rodgers has already talked about going to other teams what if he goes to the Patriots for another Super Bowl after this? No way possible. No way. And to answer your question, the original question, uh, is it the end of an era with Bill? I don't think so. I think that that rookie quarterback is going to keep learning that system. He's going to work his butt off in the season. 
I think that that division is always open for New England to have. Um, I mean, the Dolphins haven't been able to pull it off in the last couple of years, and the Pats have been down. Um, not even the last couple of years, this year. Other past years when the Patriots have been down, the Dolphins can't dominate, the Jets can't dominate, um, you know, but the Bills have had every shot, and this is their year. If the Bills don't make damage in the playoffs this year, um, they obviously won the division they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year. Right. That division is wide open. So, no, it's not an end of an era next year. If um, they keep playing the way they're playing and Mac Jones keeps getting better, um, the defense is always pretty decent in the middle of the pack or better. And, no, it's not the end of an era. Belichick's going to keep coaching, man. It's just their, you know, what, their second year without Brady. Um, you know, they're struggling, dude. They're struggling. They, they lost the best quarterback ever, you know. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens there for sure. But um, I think you wanted to talk about the Steelers a little bit, um, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. So we have the Steelers. What's going on in the future with the quarterback? Obviously, we know that Ben Roethlisberger played his last game. He's going to retire. You have right now Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins has said you know what, as long as you give me the opportunity to, to start, I want to take that opportunity. However, he is also a free agent. Now, Mason Rudolph is entering his fifth year and still under contract through 2022. And in a roller coaster year in 2019, Rudolph started eight games until he received a season-ending injury, being hit in the head with his own helmet by defensive end Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns. Now, Rudolph finished with that season with 13 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, along with a 62.2 completion percentage, which isn't too bad, but is that their future for quarterback? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't think so. They're going to make um, either a trade. Um, they're going to draft a quarterback. Um, they're going to make something happen in free agency. They're definitely going to do something at quarterback. I mean, there's been talks about um, that's somewhere where Rodgers could go. Um, we have other quarterbacks coming up with uh, Russell Wilson potentially uh, becoming a free agent or getting moved or traded. So um, we already talked about Derek Carr and the potential – so, I mean, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of moves, I think, at quarterback. Not as much as like, last year, the year before, where there's like 11 movement, uh, 11 or 12 changes at quarterback for teams. Right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that drastic because there's a lot of young and upcoming quarterbacks that are going to be sticking with their team for a long time, I believe. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely going to make a move at quarterback. I don't think they're going to go with these guys that they've been using for backups. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, especially seeing the fact that uh, Mike Tomlin has gone 15 seasons without a losing season. I, I can't see Rudolph or Haskins being in there and being their quarterback and then all of a sudden tarnishing his, his career, basically, like as far as like Tomlin, like I like 15 seasons, that's that's historical. So like you can't. 
he's he's, he's got to have some sort of plan up. He's all about next man up, but he's not going to use those guys to be in the lead. He's going to use them when he needs them, and so now they're going to make a move. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Actually, yeah, absolutely. I and and like you said, so we have. Russell Wilson, we have Aaron Rodgers, we have, I, so I thought Hurst was a possibility, but I recently watched a press conference with the organization, they're saying that's their quarterback, I don't think he's going anywhere. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he won't, he won't, Um, but there's a lot of teams that, a great quarterback, but I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if there's going to be that much movement. So, so we're going to talk about this week's games, aren't we? Coming up. We are going, going to talk about this week's games in just a moment, but first we want to take a moment to please subscribe to the Frills Daily Show on YouTube and make sure you listen and share the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So this week's games, we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Titans. I'm going to say that the Titans have this under the bag. I know that uh, McHenry isn't 100%, but I just don't think with the defense, with the Titans, I and the offense as well. I don't think that Cincinnati struggled versus the Raiders. The Raiders, realistically, were not a playoff team. They went through a lot of adversity, and they played hard, and they did things that other teams didn't do this season, which is great. But when you are a team coming into the playoffs and you're struggling against that team, even though you won – it doesn't show a whole lot. Playoffs are different. We've talked about this every week. The Titans, in my opinion, have this game in the bag. Obviously, they can't play lightly, but they're going to win. I can't disagree with anything that you said, um, especially with Derrick Henry coming back, and they're going to be running by committee. Um, I know he's not going to be in there full-time gutting for 200 yards, but um, – he with the other running backs, and they're just bigger, they're stronger, they're deeper, their lines, um, offense and defensive line in the trenches. Tennessee's going to dominate that game. And um, I know everybody thinks Joe Burrow is going to have a great game, and he may pass for, you know, 350 yards um, and some touchdowns. But I just see, man, I know that I was supposed to somehow, some way, think of, you know, because Joe Burrow is going to lead them, the Bengals are going to win. But I just don't see any way that the Bengals can pull this off in Tennessee. I think Tennessee does have it in the bag, like you said. Um, I don't think that the Bengals' rush defense is going to be able to hold up um, with that running game I was talking about. And uh, the defensive line is going to create a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, man, and I just I see him making some mistakes. Um, he's still learning too. He's still young as well. They did, you know, play good enough to win against the Raiders, but I don't think they're going to have enough for Tennessee. I just really don't. The the one 
thing that I can argue is I don't have a whole lot of faith in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we, we, we got a, a solid running back that, that not a lot of teams can stop. I, I almost want to compare him to Bo Jackson. Right. But when that's all you have, and if the defense, if, if the Bengals defense actually stepped up and put pressure on Tannehill, I mean, it's Tannehill. Let, let's be real. It's Tannehill. Right. He's not a, a, a franchise quarterback. He, he was blessed to be on a, a solid team that has a solid defense and a, a beast for a running back. He doesn't hold the, the traits of a franchise quarterback. Right. The way He's... to beat the Titans is to put pressure on Tannehill. When you do that, if you you can own you, you can hold McHenry to 150 yards, but the thing is, we've seen games this season when you've done that and you still win the game because what happens when you run the ball? You also run the clock. So if you're not scoring points, you're not winning the game either as long as your offense is scoring more points than their offense. So I can see Cincinnati coming through with a win if they're able to outscore the Titans and make a few plays enough to trick the defense, basically. Yeah, now, we have also on Saturday the 49ers versus Green Bay. Now, I'm going to say this. I have Green Bay favored 100%, especially because the temperatures are going to, I believe the high is 17 degrees. San Francisco is from the West Coast. They don't ever play in that type of weather. You have Garoppolo, which we've already said in multiple episodes now, the 49ers are one quarterback shy of a Super Bowl. Even though he's won two, it's not in these situations. It's cold. Green Bay's used to it. Aaron Rodgers is used to it. They're going to ball out. They want another Super Bowl. I'm going with Green Bay on this one. I don't think that the 49ers, no matter what they do, even though I believe that the 49ers defense is better than Green Bay, I don't believe that it's better in Green Bay in this situation with the cold. We're going to see, too. This is why they play the games, right? And So I'm with you um, with everything that you said about the Niners having to go across country and playing the cold and – but they've already been playing playoff football. I feel that they're more prepared than Green Bay is. They took the Green Bay took last week off. Last week off, obviously had to buy a week. The number one seed. I don't always know if that's an advantage for a team, especially like Green Bay, who has lost four NFC Championship games and they've been knocked out of the playoffs plenty of times. Yes, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. They they just haven't been able to do it. He has the one Super Bowl, but they just keep getting knocked out. 
the 49ers are going back-to-back road games already against good teams, the Rams, and some would say the Cowboys. Uh, you may not agree with that, but they did win their division. They were a playoff football team. And so uh, there's always that team, that road, uh, what do they call it, road warrior team in the playoffs. And I think that's going to be the Niners this year. Right. Um, their, their running game plays well up against Green Bay if they're going to have to keep the game uh, on the ground slow down the game um, it's going to be cold um, their stout defense is going to put some pressure on um, Aaron Rodgers um, what quite frankly the Packers defense is not they've been kind of mediocre this year right I think they're number 30 in rushing defense um, although they're middle of the pack overall and it didn't really improve over the course of the season they've when's the last time they played a, a game that meant anything when they played the Detroit Lions the last game of the season, they lost to them, and it didn't even seem like they were playing anything but vanilla. Right. Uh, when's the last time they played a meaningful game? So when's the last time they played a team with a winning record? Right. They're playing a serious team in the 49ers, and if Garoppolo can stay healthy, man, I see them beating Green Bay, and I'm going to call it an upset again. They're going to go in there and win. And, and, and I kind of have the same argument with uh, Buffalo versus Kansas City, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the Rams versus the Bucks. Yep. Now, the Bucks, obviously, they have the GOAT, Tom Brady. He turns wide receivers into whatever. Uh, it, he, he finds ways to make them win. Just give them a bye. However, <laughs> I think... The Rams have this in the bag. I think the Rams defense is stellar. They're going to put pressure on him. He's going to have a bad game. I know it's at Tampa Bay, but they're hungry right now. The Rams are hungry right now, and they have something to prove. Now, with that being said, I don't see them going very far, but I do see them beating the Bucks. So, Sean McVay, he's very smart. He's very talented. He studies hard, and I really think that he's going to outcoach in this situation in this game. Yeah, it's going to be – I think this is going to be the game of the week right here because it really can go either way. Both these teams are going to be strategizing the whole game. Sean McVay back and forth with Arians, Tom Brady on one side, um, you know, Matthew Stafford on the other. They're going to be passing it face-in-face. They could be really in a true passing battle. Um, Tom Brady has played more playoff games than Jimmy Garoppolo has played games this year. Um, just kidding. Um, and, uh, <laughs> in any year, but yeah. yeah, exactly. In any year, but, um, their roster is so packed with talent again, Tampa Bay's and I can just see them. Well, keep in mind that they're, they're hurting with, with, uh, injuries right now and, and talent. They lost Antonio Brown. They lost, uh, other players with injuries and COVID. So pretty much all they have right now is Gronk, which didn't produce a lot this year, and Evans. So, and with that that stout line with Aaron Donald and Von Miller fighting in there, Leonard Floyd's going to be pounding a Sean Robinson. They're all when they're all on the field together, and Greg Gaines. Oh man, they're going to be 
they're going to be putting a lot of pressure in Brady's face. And we know he, he does struggle with the direct pressure up the middle. Um, so they're going to make it, they're going to make it difficult for him. I just, I just can't pick against Tom Brady. I just can't, I can't do it. Every time I do, it blows up in my face. Every single time it's Tom Brady, he wins. I mean, so, so we have so, uh, the final game in Buffalo versus Kansas City. I think even though the Kansas City Chiefs are coming back from, you know, being great and, and, and doing that, I think Buffalo has something to prove. I think Buffalo is hungry. I think that they have the talent both offensively and defensively to shut down the Chiefs. The Chiefs has been shown throughout the season that if you put pressure on the quarterback and you put up enough on defense, you will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what I think Buffalo is going to do this week. I don't see it being a blowout, but I see them stopping them and Buffalo wins. I could, I don't disagree, and I could see this game going either way. You could really flip a coin on this game. Um, both these teams are hungry. Um, the Bills definitely, this is their year to make it happen if they're going to make anything happen, especially with the down year by New England, right? Um, but their their uh, diversity on offense is amazing. The way they're able to mix it up and move the ball, uh, very good quarterback. Um, they've got a good running game at times as well. Uh, damn good defense um no matter who wins this game i think maybe the super bowl contender in my opinion whoever wins that game the bills and the chiefs um it's going to be a close one the bills are going to have to play football though they can't just think they're going to go in there and, and uh put you know three quarters of solid football in the chiefs and then chill because we saw what mahomes could do in the super bowl when he was down by like 17 points, right? So the Bills got to play four solid quarters of football. They can't let up. If they do get a lead, they got to play hard. They can't like do this, you know, conservative play calling if it's a close game in the fourth quarter because they're going to lose if they do that. So, man, I just – this is a really tough game for me to pick. This is the toughest one. And I, like I said, I almost want to going – uh, who am I supposed to pick to win this game? Um, it's at Arrowhead. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to wrap this up in just a second. Uh, uh, real quick, Super Bowl predictions. Who do you have? I'm going to go with Green Bay and Buffalo. So you went with Green Bay the whole season, and you've been pretty much riding on uh, Buffalo too for several weeks. Correct. Um, that's that's that that's a good pick. Um, I think I'm going to go with a repeat two years ago. Remember that game, Super Bowl? Yes, um, I do. Uh, Niners Chiefs is going to be a repeat. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so for okay. for me, gonna I'm going to say Green Bay winning. Uh, yeah. What do you got, Niners Chiefs? You know, it's the Niners are going to do enough, and Jimmy's going to do enough, and he's going to stay healthy, and his Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. So, with that being <laughs> said, it's time to wrap this up. Hope you enjoyed the content and continue to listen to the show each week. Listen 
on Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts. Make sure to share with your friends. Subscribe to the Frills Daily Show on YouTube and commit comment on the weekly preview with anything that you would like us to cover on the Frills Daily Show. Frills Daily and Sean F. Smith out. Deuces.